0: This is Lincoln A to Z.
1: Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z.
0: We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and D 62, F 15. And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area bustling city street or a completely empty field we'll present our findings every week here on siren fm as we uncover lincoln one grid at a time lincoln a to z 52
2: grids two men one map no clue
0: That's right. What that man said. This is what we do. We go poking around in people's backyards and call it a radio show. I'm Paul Tyler. Opposite me is the programme's producer man, Johnny L. Oh, hey Johnny.
3: Hello there.
0: Uh, Huge, huge thanks to Anthony Cafferke for uh, showing Johnny and I how to do this programme last week. Uh, And an excellent version uh, that he put in of our Lincoln A to Z programme. Produced a couple of wonderful interviews as well, particularly the lady who runs the choir. Um, And uh, of course that's going to be available to listen to on our website. Uh, Details of which to come. Uh, One thing I must pull up Anthony on though is that he did refer to us quite a few times as... Johnny and Paul. Uh, whereas I, I should have uh, pointed out beforehand, we should have given him some notes to make sure that he knew that it was Paul and Johnny. Uh, I think he's small, but it's worth pointing out that, don't you think, Johnny? I'd prefer his version, to be honest. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Um, okay, so uh, what grid are we going to be in this week? My name is Oliver Furness. I've lived in Lincoln for 27 years. I think Lincoln is awesome.
2: Ba1. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. BA1. Johnny, what's in BA1? Okay,
3: BA1 is Subbrook, which is the the most northeasterly of all our grids. Right up there in the top right hand corner of our map. It includes uh, Old Fox Culvert, uh, a little bit of Rugby Road, oh, and I love, uh, I love an Old Fox Culvert. I do, oh, I do yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't like a new one.
0: I like no. an old <laughs> one. Um, but it's mainly dominated by Subbrook Park. Excellent. Thank you. And if you know anything about this or other 51 grids then you can email us lincoln a to z at siren you'll find us on the facebook and of course there's twitter hashtag lincoln a to z all those details and more including podcasts for all our previous shows are on our fabulous website lincoln a
2: to z dot co dot uk
0: okay enough talking about it let's actually do it for each of our 52 grids Johnny and I cycle uh, to each one and soak up that atmosphere and report back and uh, some we look forward to more than others. Right, oh, so here we are. Uh, BA1, big B, little A, one. Uh, furthest, furthest distance we've had to, to come or, or... So we've been putting it off. In some of our loosely termed production meetings, we uh, we often look at our subbrook and think, oh, we'll leave that. Um, and we've always thought, oh, you know, leave it till later on in the project. And, uh, well, we decided to bite the bullet and come out. Now, there was a reluctance, not just the distance to come out of Sudbrook it wasn't just the distance and, and sort of getting out here and you know picking the right days so we're not cycling in the wind and rain and that kind of thing uh, and by the way the weather is uh overcast in case you were wondering uh, it was it was the feel of Sudbrook I've never really fancied it quite a few years back I used to work with a fellow who lived out here and he was saying that Sudbrook was the kind of village where if you don't cut your hedge to a certain height uh, then the uh, the parish council come and knock on your door and he also said at that time uh, that there was no pub there you know just because, because people wanted the the nice quiet you know they, they didn't want the disturbance that a pub brings, uh, and at that point they didn't want to shop either because you know teenage kids hang outside shops, don't they? Um, In fact, actually, not anymore. I don't think they do anymore. I think they're far too busy texting, or playing on their playing on their game stations. So with a lot of reluctance, we uh, we cycled out here. Now we're kind of on the other other side of Sudbrook. We've landed here, but obviously we had to cycle through Sudbrook. We came via Nettleham, uh, which is quite a nice uh, nice cycle ride if you're ever out this way. Um, Johnny, what what was your I, want to, I don't want to know what you're thinking now. What were you thinking before we came out to Sudbrook?
3: Well, I mean, like you, I'd always thought of Sudbrook as being posh. It was the default term for posh. When I was a kid, if, you know, if someone was getting ideas above their station, mm-hmm. you know, using napkins at the table, for example, that kind <laughs> of you know ridiculous behaviour, um, you'd say from Sudbrook. You know, it, Sudbrook was the default term for posh. So that's what I was expecting when I got out of here, that it was going to be very, very posh, a bit snooty. Lots of very high fences and big gates and keep-out signs and very long driveways.
0: Mm. Well, we've seen quite a lot of long driveways, we have, yeah. <laughs> haven't we? I mean, you know, anyone who goes... If you go out to Skeg, uh, before you get to Langworth, there's all those long driveways. Well, we, we've certainly seen a few, a few of those today. And as you, it was actually quite nice to cycle because normally you're whizzing past there in a the car if you're on your way out to Skeggy for the day or... Or, or Mabo, and uh, and you go down the A158, and you whiz past those, and you think, well, they look nice. Actually, cycling down today, we've been able to sort of stop and have a look, and uh, yeah, you're right, they are nice, uh, and uh, it's unlikely you'll ever be able to afford that, so uh, you know, that's just shot your dreams and hopes down, in a- and, <laughs> and aspirations down. Uh, but I, what we found on a lot of these villages is there a, there is a side with character, and then there's a suburban side, but actually, I found that even the suburban side out here at Sudbrook had different nuances and different characters all the bungalows didn't look the same uh, all the driveways didn't look the same um, there were some of those uh, big old stone chimneys in the centre of houses which I quite like it sees it's a big you know, I, I find that a bit kitchen a bit 70s but I, I kind of I kind of like it um, and then there was uh, what you described Johnny as Madge's house of neighbours wasn't there
3: yeah yeah these are the houses kind of Australian style houses where the garage is underneath the house and then you go up there's a bit of a hill and up some steps and the house is kind of on top of it um, and yeah, very much like Madge Bishop's house on Neighbours. Check yeah. it out.
0: Okay, but all that is is outside the grid. But I mean, I, I don't know. If you get a chance, uh, don't miss it out, really. So Brooke, have a have a have a cycle through it. It's it's pretty in places and um, kind of suburban, unique in other places. Uh, however, none of that's in the grid, so discount it. Uh, you know, wash your ears out. You weren't supposed to hear that. Um, it's just uh, Johnny and I seeking our prejudices and uh, and flushing them out. Uh, where we are now actually what well, i thought today would be a wasted journey uh, i looked at the map uh, and there's a place called sudbrook park um and we've been here before we've been to places like i think the down in skellingthorpe that we, which we didn't enjoy the first visit to skellingthorpe we didn't really enjoy and there was like skellingthorpe old hall and we thought you know they might have a nice driveway we could walk down it might be a public footpath that kind of thing nothing not a thing big gates get out um and i was expecting exactly the same because of my prejudices uh, about Sudbrook I thought we we're going to get right out right out of the furthest grid away sit and look at some gates and be all grumpy actually uh, it's not true we've turned into the gates there's uh, a public footpath down here leading to many other public footpaths and that's where you find us now there's um, a sign with three public footpath things on it so we're going to just dump our bikes here um, not even going to lock them up we're just feeling that kind of free carefree mood uh, and we're going to take a walk down this public footpath i mean uh those gates johnny those gates right at the top very grand aren't they uh they certainly make you feel a little bit like you're trespassing now like we've come through someone's private driveway private estate
3: yeah they're very grand i mean it must this must have been some kind of you know grand estate at some time I mean, with the big manor house on it but yeah as you say all public footpaths now which is a nice welcome surprise well,
0: this is nice it, it, sometimes when we uh, when we come to grids, we don't always stray too far from the beaten path. Johnny is always, always wanting to trespass. I'm always having to stop him. I like sticking to, to public footpaths. I'm a good citizen. Uh, we, we always found uh, a lovely what do you call this, a babbling brook, Johnny, or a stream? I call it a
3: babbling brook, because I like the sound of it. Yeah, it's a
0: babbling brook. Uh, and very nice it is too, really nice part of the world, we've come off the beaten track. We both, uh, neither of us are dressed for the outdoors, neither of us have walking shoes on. Um, I would say these would be described as fashion trainers. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and using that term uh, really ages us somewhat. Um, but now we're left with quite a few sort of different options, different areas, places to go, places to explore. Um... And it's a wood. Never much to describe in a wood. Uh, you get the idea.
3: On the way here, though, I'm I just walking down that first section, I think I've just run my hand across like a stinging nettle or something. My hand is quite stingy.
0: It's very much like being 11 again, isn't it?
3: Yeah. You went to wee on that, weren't you? Uh, no. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was told. Uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. well, uh, yeah, I don't know who told you that. I don't think they were, <laughs> they, they were right. Isn't that a, je- that's a jellyfish, isn't it? We as a jellyfish, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, what no, you need, no, no. what you need, Johnny, is a dock leaf. Do you know what a dock leaf looks like? No, I don't. Me neither.
3: We're going to get lost here, if not yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We, um, we should be dropping bread behind us or something, shouldn't
0: we? <laughs> yeah. If it was us, it would be sausage roll crumbs. Mm. Uh, but let's face it, the food's gone, isn't it? We're out, we're out at the furthest place possible. Um, I mean, we're very near to Skeg now, aren't we? We're at the furthest place possible, and uh, we've eaten all our food. Yeah, I'm not sure. Do you remember watching the Blair Witch Project? Oh, good God, yeah. Yeah, that was genuinely frightening. was, wasn't it? Thrilling. Absolutely Genuine. thrilling. I'm not a big horror fan, but that film was very good. Yeah. Film reviews from Sudbrook Park Woods. What was that? I saw something moving around there. Oh, it was just a bird, I think. We're, we stood over a bridge here that uh, would uh, would perhaps have a troll underneath it, perhaps uh, if you were thinking that. But also, um, you and I, we always love uh, a pointless competition. There aren't many more pointless competitions than poo sticks. You remember poo sticks? Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, named after Winnie the Pooh. Uh, so find yourself a stick, uh, and we're going to have uh, poo sticks on the radio. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's two uh, two good sticks there. Right, okay. Yeah, both both more or less the same uh right okay um right so uh for your listening pleasure i am on the uh left hand side <laughs> on so, right. so my right from my left uh johnny you're taking the left right okay uh on the count of three. Three, two, one. and anyway, we're racing the other side of the bridge now see who comes out first see who comes out first is it going to be the one where's it going to be has it got stuck it's mine i'm the winner by a long shot as well Uh, yeah blimey by two lengths lost by two lengths so a friend of mine messaged me uh, the other day Johnny and uh, he he said that he was playing uh, our podcast of a previous uh, episode of of Lincoln A to Z to a work colleague and um, he said she was laughing but wasn't exactly sure if she was laughing (laughs) At all with, and uh, now just listening back to that, back in the studios, we hear that the first time uh, that I've certainly heard it uh, because you uh, you cobble all this together. That's the best of, isn't it? That's the best of what happened uh, in Sudbrook, where we used the the word nice. We did a lot. It was nice. Uh, We need. uh, I mean, you know, you you could say we have a limited vocabulary, but Mm. I I, I think that's the that's the word for it. Maybe we didn't need to use it so much, but it is the word for it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we need a thesaurus. I think so, yeah, yeah. Christmas is
0: coming. So um, last week when we, we handed over uh, this programme, and if you're listening to a, p- a podcast in the future, uh, go to P5. That's the one we handed over to uh, Anthony Kafeke from Siren FM. And uh, he interviewed uh, a lady and we was, was talking about what had happened on the air mine and uh, a choir there and, and, you know, through it, people had found employment, uh, companionship and the joy and people's lives are generally picked up. You know, everyone's uh, health had improved and, and, and things like that, just through you know, getting together and the joy of singing. That's what, that's what he produced for Link. He said, you and I, um, well, you got stung. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I <laughs> uh, we, played, uh, we played poo sticks, talked yep. about the films we've seen. Um, and and at one point, while I'm trying to describe something, I actually use the phrase, and I've just heard it now. Uh, I say, you get the idea. You get the idea. That's not <laughs> the kind of thing you hear on ramblings with uh, with Claire Balding, is it?
3: No, no. And actually, also, just a, an interesting little fact I picked up. Um, if you put Subbrook into an iPhone, it auto-corrects it to didn't poke. <laughs> so there you go, do with that what you will uh,
0: Well I, I wish I knew that soon We could have, yeah. uh, we, we could have played, played around with that A whole lot more Lincoln A to Z Now we all have a past Heaven knows there are parts of mine that are well best left alone uh, But someone that spends every waking moment Digging up the past is Joanna Hughes From the Lincolnshire Archives Here she is now talking about our BA1 grid square
1: Although there's not a lot left on the ground Of the medieval village of Sudbrook Home Or Home in Sudbrook Archaeologists have found the remains of earthworks and trackways which describe what a busy community this area must once have been. It's mentioned in a medieval document of 1334, but references go back further to Doomsday just after the Norman Conquest, when it's described as home. We can only imagine what this village must have been like for centuries, placed as it is at a useful situation next to the old road leading out from Lincoln to the coast, a possible extension of the Roman Fosway, and at a commercially handy distance from the city itself. In subsequent centuries, it's had a really varied history, which has included some big names amongst Lincoln's history and landed gentry. It was Richard Ellison who pitched up here in the early 19th century, buying up the 18th century estate and Georgian Hall. I've already talked about his contribution to Lincoln's history on earlier podcasts, having an important hand in the civil engineering of the city's waterways, drainage and transport systems. As well as this, he was a great patron of the arts, and much of the paintings with which he furnished this grand house at Sudbrook eventually ended up in eminent museums and galleries such as the V&A. The house passed to his widow and then to his daughters, one of whom had married into the Sibthorpe family of Cannock, another family and village we've looked at in another grid square. The Sibthorpes eventually came to prefer this house over their original one in Cannock. Coningsby Charles Sibthorpe renovated the house and grounds in grand style, its opulence became well known as was its early reliance on that new-fangled technology gas-lighting over fifty staff were employed here half of them devoted to tending the grand parkland Sibthorpe had created it even became a sort of training ground a stately home where gardening staff could cut their horticultural teeth for a couple of years before progressing on to other grand properties and gardens in the country the huge lake with its islands was known for its grand displays of pageantry and theatre but as with so many landed estates by the early 20th century, its heyday was over, with the First World War bringing an end to the era of opulence. The house and park were eventually sold off piecemeal, and little remains to remind us of those latter days of splendour, or even the earlier days of medieval village life. But they're still there, the centuries of Sudbrook Holmes history, captured for all time in the earthworks on the ground, as well as in the old medieval documents, sales particulars, diaries and maps held at the Lincolnshire Archives.
0: Thanks, as always, to Joanna Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives. And, uh, yeah, if history is your thing, uh, then do look them up. Uh, Type Lincolnshire Archives into a search engine and uh, follow your nose. Lincoln, A to Z, BA1. It's time for the second part of our grid visit now to BA1 in Sudbrook, uh, which does contain elements of Buffalo Springfield. I'm taking a walk down now uh, towards Hall Farm. Uh, sort of on this labeled up on our map, this is called Main Drive, and then we reach uh, an open space that has patches of concrete around it. Well, yeah, patches of concrete, and then like they're separated off into rooms. Some of these, so it does look like there used to be houses here. It's quite peculiar because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I know there are some further along this road as well, so many houses or old buildings that used to be here and seemingly taken down for no reason, unless these are going to be potential building plots, unless these are up for sale. It seems peculiar I can't, it'd be, to, to leave those sort of foundations, the concrete bases in. Uh, if you're going to rip this up, you'd rip it up, surely. I don't... It, it would appear that something's happened here, and what it is it isn't exactly clear. <laughs> um, and I, It feels that at any time there might be a man with a gun over there <laughs> uh, telling me, uh, Johnny, that we need to beware. But uh, what do you reckon, Johnny?
3: Yeah, it is almost like there used to be a village here, and it's all for some reason been flattened. Um, I mean, it's not the first time we found ourselves walking around on a kind of ghost village. I think was it Greatwell Hall Farm? We discovered after we'd been there that there used to be a, a, a village there, and it's all it's all now gone. And we were walking on top of it without realising. Um, but yeah, this time there's, there's these concrete beds and you know brick beds still on the ground, showing where where houses used to be. Um, it's very strange, isn't it? It's
0: really weird. Especially yeah, that one over there with the tree growing through it, I find particularly weird. Yeah, I think perhaps because of that as well, there are some nice houses scattered around this this sort of estate, but I wouldn't... I don't know. something a bit eerie about it and something that I wouldn't necessarily... A place I wouldn't necessarily want to live. It's, it's very much off the beaten track, but uh, I suppose... Sometimes I think that's the point of Sudbrook. I've, I've often wondered about the point of Sudbrook, especially when that chap I used to work with, you know, was talking about the way that, you know, hedges must be cut and, you no know, kids outside shops and things. And uh, it would appear that I've misunderstood it along the way and that I, I think perhaps the point of Sudbrook is to be out of the way. Uh, there's no more out of the way than where we are now. Uh, but the whole place. Um, I imagine if you were a teenager, you'd be very bored though. But then, if you've got teenagers, don't live in Sudbrook
3: no definitely not and this is the sort of place people um move with their kids You oh, know, it'd be great for the kids to grow up with like fresh air and open space and you know up to the age of about eight maybe that's probably true you know it'd be quite good fun living out here you could swing about on trees and stuff brilliant but then when you get to that age where you actually want to you know go and see your friends after school or you know going to town and hang around in city square in scarily large groups you know drinking energy drinks then you, you're kind of stuck out here, aren't you?
0: You are, you are. And not that I'm not hanging on every word you're saying, Johnny, but I think I think something around here might be a dock leaf. I mean, dockleafs grow next to nettles, don't they? But then you don't want to be starting rubbing your hand with, with something that's going to make it worse, do you? Really,
3: really. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to risk it. I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How's, the, uh, how's the injury? Uh,
3: OK. It's uh, yeah, a little bit stingy, a bit red. But yeah, this is the sort of thing that happens in the countryside, isn't it? This is why I don't like coming out here.
0: We just, uh, we picked our bikes up uh, from abandoning them, which, uh, which felt kind of reckless and carefree. And uh, we just uh well, this is a really nice viewing point, isn't it? I mean, the sign in front of us says private keep out. And of course, this is someone's land, you know, they, they do with it as they will. But this is, this is nice looking out onto uh, some, some trees that are set out in rows. So they're obviously there for a, for a purpose, maybe some kind of orchard or something like that that's, uh, that's there. But this is, uh, this is a nice countryside view.
3: I think I've, I've been here before, maybe not this specific spot, but certainly in this park. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I came camping here with the Cubs. Pretty much the only time I ever went camping. And, yeah, I didn't really like it very much. It was a little uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> so what, what kind of, was it on one of those big canvas tents that you all stopped in?
3: Yeah, yeah, and there was like eight of us in there, and, you know, at least uh, one member of the group had some really quite terrible flatulence. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't that pleasant.
0: Yeah. Uh, was that you as well, Johnny? No, 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 it wasn't me. Absolutely not. No, 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 I, no, I know you would never do anything like that. And you want to say it was but uh, as well as this this keep out sign uh, that's in front of us, we we you know we we're kind of used to those now. I think we, when we first started seeing keep out signs, Johnny, I think we got offended, didn't we? But now I just kind of yeah, I'm very nonchalant towards them. Um, but there are some. If you look over there, there's like an old trailer or something, like a farm trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just describe to me what's on that trailer, Johnny. It's a couple of abandoned bikes, uh, one with a, a wheel hanging off. Oh. Yeah, so I think I think we should turn our our bikes ran, hot foot it again towards those glorious gates back out into the real world uh, before we end up in the same position that the last people who obviously came out here making a, a radio program ended up in with their bikes dismembered on a trailer i did hear a noise i just heard a noise then hmm? let's go <laughs> And they go not for the first time. Uh, Johnny and I hot footing it uh, out of a grid. Uh, something takes me back to that time when we were looking over your old house wall. Oh yeah, and <laughs> we got spotted. And yeah, we got spotted. Yeah. And we we that legged was embarrassing. it. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, A couple of grown men doing that. Um, but um, so tell me, Johnny, your injury. Um, did it clear up? I mean, we never, we didn't fill out a risk assessment form for this, did we?
3: I know, this is the problem, yeah. We've had to do a couple of risk assessments recently, <laughs> haven't we, for some up, of yeah. our uh, upcoming grids. But we've never done that before, but maybe we should. It's, it's dangerous out there yeah. in the countryside,
0: isn't it? Yeah, they, they, they sting you. Yeah, they um, do. So you're, I'm, I'm you're okay, okay now?
3: I'm okay. I mean, I don't make a fuss about it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like to make a be a martyr, you know. So I, you'll never hear any mention of it again.
0: No, no, no. But also, the, the word there that pricked both our ears up as we listened back to that. Mm. Always nice listening back to yourself, isn't it? And uh, um, the word nonchalant that I I used yeah, uh, yeah. surprised us both there, didn't it? I mean, I, your I, pronunciation, I, nonchalant, nonchalant, nonchalant. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Um Which uh, I've got to tell, I've got to tell you this, Johnny. It's, it's completely irrelevant. So cut it out of the podcast if you feel feel the need, but uh, recently I went I've got to show off, haven't I? I went to Spain recently I went to Barcelona, okay, so I landed in Barcelona and uh, hand the passport over, because I, were, I was a bit, at that point was a bit too scared to go through the automated one where they read your eyes and take your fingerprints okay. and um, the man passed it back to me uh, in uh, in Spain, in Barcelona Catalonia, if you like and he passed it back to me and I said Merci <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, which was a friend of mine I said, oh he might think you're French, but you know, of course he was handing back to me a British, yeah. uh, a British passport, but uh, yeah. Every now and then, those words they just they just sneak out of me. I mean, sometimes we like words, don't we? I mean, we used to present the reading room. Do you remember that, Johnny? Remember that? I do. Old, yeah. Back in the good old days yeah. of uh, of the uh, Radio Academy Award nominated reading room, uh, although it was you that got the nomination, wasn't it? Not the uh, not the yeah, program.
3: Uh, yeah. Don't don't ever forget that. <laughs> I won't.
0: Uh, but I did uh, absolutely. There's, there's uh, words, love words. So we, I wanted to make sure uh, I got in uh, a word bona fide. I want you to get that oh, word into right. this week 's program for whatever reason, the fact that you know obviously i don 't have much to do in the week yeah. um, so that will appear later, but i 'm I'm very impressed with nonchalant
2: Lincoln a to z a question of Lincoln
0: so the uh, the voice there of a former supremo siren fm supremo. Uh, and now Radio 2, Tom Davis, uh, telling us that it's a time for a question of Lincoln. Johnny, go first, would you?
3: I'll go first, yeah. Okay, nice uh, Nice. easy one for you this week. Excellent. What of the biggest dates in the city's calendar, uh, calendar each year. Is, is, it my Lincoln- birth- is it my birthday? <laughs> my birthday, is I'm it? I'm afraid not. No, mm. no. I'm thinking of the Lincolnshire show. A grand and noble event with a long history reflecting the importance of our county's agricultural traditions. Yeah,
0: doing it on a weekday as well. Brilliant.
3: So with that in mind, (laughs) my question to you is this. How many rolls of toilet paper do visitors to the Lincolnshire Show get through each year? This is according to the Lincolnshire Show website.
0: What are my guidelines, Johnny? Keep it above the waist. No fruity (laughs) language. Keep it above the waist. That's what I always say to you.
3: Well, I'm the producer. I can (laughs) do all that. Is it A, 5,000 rolls? Really? Really? B, 9,000 rolls. Oh, it's
0: got to be at least that.
3: Or C, 12,000 rolls. You've got 10 seconds starting now. Okay, right.
0: Well, I didn't go this year, so uh, that reduces it by half. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, oh, I've got... Uh, 5, 000, yeah. 5,000... Yeah. Yeah, let's go top. 12,000 rolls. Of course yeah, it's 12,000 12, rolls. 12,000 rolls.
3: You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 12,000 rolls. That's a lot of wiping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's factually correct, Johnny. Uh, I'm going to move this uh, swiftly to something uh, a little bit more opaque. Right. Um, now, struggling as ever uh, to find any remotely entertaining questions for a question of Lincoln. I'm really struggling now. I'm really struggling. <laughs> um, <laughs> we must have done them all. I can't. I started procrastinating, of course, and uh, one of those sites that I like to procrastinate with is uh, IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. Now, after spending some time uh, reading about actors I don't know in films I've never heard of, it, uh, it struck me, what if I type in link into the search box? Uh, okay, so you're going to think now, oh, great, this questions about Jim Broadbent, because you know everything about Jim Broadbent. No, it's not. Um, I found out that Jennifer Saunders... Uh, Sheridan Smith I think it's quite popular everyone knows about Sheridan Smith hmm. don't they and Patricia Hodge uh, were all born in Lincolnshire so my question of Lincoln to you Johnny Lee Hall is according to the first result on Google Maps that's the first result okay. on Google Maps very important Do we, we think about that Right. Uh, which was born closer to Lincoln was it A Jennifer Saunders B Sheridan Smith or C Patricia Hodge 10 seconds
3: Oh, I didn't know Jennifer Saunders. That's quite impressive. Um, but I think I'd have heard of that before. Um, hmm. I'm going to go for Sheridan Smith.
0: You're incorrect. I think... Oh, God. Who is it, then? <coughs> it's uh, Jennifer Saunders. Really? Yeah. Wow. a genuine look of surprise on your face. Um, uh, well, Sleaford, apparently. Really? Sleaford, wow. yeah. God, they don't, they don't shout about that as much as you think they would. Uh, maybe she tries to steer clear of it, like uh, some of us with our Boston past. Um, yeah, Sleaford, 18.1 miles, according to the first uh, search on Google. Uh, Sheridan Smith uh, in Epworth, 37.4 miles, according to Google. And he's got quite close there. Uh, Patricia Hodge in Cleethorpes. Uh, none, no. of the, none of these people are shouting this from the rooftops, are they? Thirty seven point eight no. no. Uh, Mile. miles. From Lincoln. There you go. Uh, so there, there you go. Uh, OK, right. Uh, well, tune in at the same time next week to find out if I do come up with any kind of question uh, that's loosely based uh, on Lincoln. Uh, this week, I have very nearly started asking questions about Abraham Lincoln, because that's, what, that's what's coming up in my Google search these days. Lincoln A to Z on Siren
2: FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z.
0: This is Lincoln A to Z, as I say, on Siren 107.3. FM, and uh, well, we we kind of drift off after after ten o'clock, don't we? Because you know, we're the, this program's all about BA one at Sudbrook, and uh, drift is exactly the right word. That's what I've been doing this week. I've been uh, reminiscing, reminiscing, Johnny, back to when I was a bass player. Oh, a bass player, because I, I play I play bass on one of our theme tunes. I can't remember. it was the reading room. I played on the uh, bass on the theme tune. I'm a frustrated musician. Uh, i use the term musician very. is a usually. bass
3: player a musician really is oh yeah yeah really? absolutely yeah, yeah
0: it's not a drummer i mean drummers obviously aren't they oh, yeah, 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 do it things okay. a bit of wood but you know no no mm-hmm. you know you have to, if you're a bass player johnny you know, bass player 101 for you here very very basic you need to um pluck the strings with one hand and put your other hand in the right place to make the right note
3: right okay mm-hmm. that,
0: that sounds easy Do you know know why I was a bass player? Because he's only got four strings. It is is, (laughs) very, very easy. Uh, Okay, so I was looking at some old pictures of that, and I I, I chucked it on uh, the Facebook, as you do when you've got nothing better to do. And uh, I went on to uh, our friends at You're Probably From Lincoln, If. uh, And uh, at that point, I wanted to know about any other unsigned bands, because we were unsigned. We had, uh, the the band I was in was called, or, or the best band I was ever in. We'll come to the worst bands I was ever in later. The best band I was ever in was Calimero, and we played. We we were the first band ever to play on the on the roof at the Falcon, mm. uh, and we we played a lot at the Falcon. But we did play around about about the place. Well, we played Sheffield. We did quite a few things, uh, and we had some fans. Some people liked us, not the least. Um, very difficult um, person to get a good review out of was Holly, uh, who was the woman who did the uh, the unsigned band reviews at the NME. She used the term Johnny, and I'm I'm looking at you in the, right in the eye now. So I'm you okay. know I'm not lying to you, <laughs> right? This is radio, you know, sometimes we make things up. Right now, I'm telling the truth when she used the term show-stopping. Really? Yeah, absolutely, wow. absolutely, yeah. In the NME? Hmm? Good God. I know. That's something to put on your CV, isn't it? it? Believe me, it is. <laughs> it's right <laughs> it's there at the top. Off, yeah. yeah, before before all the bits that say I'm a good team worker, which is yeah, obviously yeah. obviously a lie, punctual, which is obviously a lie. <laughs> it is show-stopping uh, Holly from uh, off of the NME. Um, right, so, yeah, because I, I, I did that, I wanted to know uh, what other bands there. Straight away, someone came in and said, my band played... With Calamara, of course they did. They all did. They all wanted all the to. Did. Yeah, they all wanted to. Yeah. Um, and that band was The Saved. Now, I, th- I think the thing I remember about The Saved, and I'm going to try and steer this so it's not a big old reminiscing thing, kind of what it is, uh, is that the, the bass player from The Saved was a giant man uh, who would always shout in your ear. Uh, you know, he would always think he was at a gig, no matter where he was, and he would always shout in your ear. Uh, what have you got over there, Johnny?
3: Catherine uh, Hogan says the Casuals from the 60s, which uh, I think they, they're probably the biggest band ever to come out of Lincoln. They um, had a number two hit with Jessamine, which we have played on the show before. So they're signed? They were signed, yeah. So they I uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So we're not allowed to mention them. Discounted. Okay, well, here's another one then. Uh, these probably weren't signed. Gary Hutchinson says Exploding Like, which I I'm imagining
0: they must have been new romantics with a name like that. Uh, do you know what they weren't? Were well, uh, they not? Uh, they, they were a mixture of um, U2 covers. Oh, okay. Uh, because actually, I mean, the the, the guy who I'm not, not going to tell you where he works now, uh, but I, I can take you to him, Johnny. Uh, he does he did look a bit like Bono. He honestly did. He honestly <laughs> did. And he started out doing that whole thing, you know, smoking the cigar and the old shades and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, but they were really, they were really good. They were a really <laughs> good band. Um, I don't think we ever played a gig with him. But hey oh, by the by, this crack it is. It's turned into a reminiscing session. Is it? I knew it would. I knew it would probably what i wanted um someone else says um this uh, the sinking ships uh, lee bruce says uh, the sinking ships now uh further on down the thread that we put on there and uh, it's, it's there for all to see this is a very popular site isn't it it's popular than some uh local media outlets actually you're probably from lincoln if thousands of people uh, on yeah, there, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. fantastic so uh, yeah I mean you're more than likely on it already you might have seen this Uh but yeah have a look at the sinking ships and then further on down again we have to discount them because they were signed they had a record out you know someone put some money behind them and that kind of thing uh, but they were brilliant I'm trying to find at the minute an mp3 something we can play uh, on this program because they have very much reminded me of joy division heaven knows we want to play as much of that kind of music uh, on here as possible
3: Robert Morris says The Capitals again from the 60s um, if anyone has any info on them I'd be really grateful to see it I only have a few black and white photos but I know they made the front page of the Echo in 63 for driving under the rail bridge on the high street and causing a huge traffic jam if anyone has a copy I'll pay good money for it so there you go if you want some money excellent okay. uh, and also Andy Ward said anyone remember Passion Fruit and Holy Bread what a brilliant
0: name that is that for is, that is a very Pro Rock name. must be I guess. Uh, let's hope so uh, that, that is a fantastic name for a band I only wish I thought about it before. (laughs) Uh, Carl Draper talks about Embassy Row. Um, That's a reasonably good name. Uh, Welk Attachment, which is a peculiar name. And, of course, Owsley Sunshine. Uh, Anyone who's been uh, gigging around in Lincoln, around and about will know all about Asley Sunshine uh, between the Falcon and the Jolly Brewer. Um, they they were pretty much a tour de force uh, through that time, um, and they were the kind of band Asley Sunshine. And I, I would hope that other people would agree with me that it would have been a shame if they ever got signed. It wouldn't have been. It, they wouldn't have been the same. You know, they they, uh, they were just a. a, a conglomerate of wonderful musicians
3: Chris Hainstock uh, says the cigarettes there's a question mark at the end I don't think that's part of the name you know like therapy oh, or whether <laughs> that's, well, no, that's a reference to the kids would, isn't it uh,
0: would you, <laughs> yeah they want for the teenagers Or would you say with a question mark would you say the cigarettes
3: yeah I think you would yeah the therapy? Yeah, but then students say everything like that nowadays oh, don't they, yeah, they um, a couple of uh, brilliant band names from uh, Lee Bruce who says uh, pseudo existers um, and excess energy use I think it's actually just Excess Energy and the the song's called Use You Uh, but on both of these he's actually put links to uh, YouTube Tracks, so uh, worth looking up those two. Yeah,
0: you're if they're on YouTube. It, does this mean their site? I don't know. I don't well, think they goes, could have just
3: made it? a video themselves, yeah. they, in a shed or something. Yeah, well, let's, let's hope so. Uh,
0: also, uh, Rob uh, talks about Solar, uh, who of course then turned into the Tone Deaf Amigos, and uh, well, we can't talk about them too much because uh, well, they're some of my friends, but I don't want to talk about them. They were, they were they were kind of better than us, but they, they were, they were, <laughs> we're not going to talk about them because they were a bit better than us, the swines. And uh, um, also, actually, we have uh, we've played some of Jim's uh, tracks from here before. There's also another band here, just to, right at the very end. Frankie talks about. Gord—that's a good name for a band. isn't it, Gord. What a great name! You know, yeah, where you yeah. we we you know you go into some kind of uh, gothy yeah. stuff with Gord. Uh,
2: <laughs> wonderful.
0: Now, the, uh, the I did say I would allude to the worst bands I was ever in. Uh, one of my first ever band was called uh, the Frigid Zone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a
0: great name uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, we were going to pull the girls with that one, weren't we? And um, the Streaky Boneheads of course, was uh,
4: was that <laughs> legendary
0: uh, band that we uh, that we made up in drama class at school. That uh, well, never, let alone never got signed. Uh, never even played an instrument uh, but uh, boy oh boy the ideas the ideas we had the dreams that we had um, now someone we played very early on so we have maybe uh, series 1, 2 and 3 we played this quite a lot uh, which is probably why we didn't play it so much after just because we played it so much this is, uh, this is really quite something special uh, this guy uh, as far as I know he's unsigned boy oh boy he should be signed uh, part of the Warbirds uh, fantastic band from Lincoln uh, this is Andrew McEwan with Be Someone
4: What you wanted was something you never believed.
0: single note just drip out of that that's Andrew McEwan and uh, be someone I haven't heard that for so long and uh, that's it it's going straight back on my phone now I'm going to listen to that again uh, over this week Uh, now it's rare in life that you come across a genuine bona fide genius and when you do you should record their thoughts on randomly selected grid that you're making a radio program about which is what we do with Trevor Davis
5: BA1 Sudbrook I was in Sudbrook the other day My wife had bought a sofa on eBay from someone who lived there. In fact, it wasn't just a sofa. It was a corner unit, plus a two-seater settee and a poof. Never understood the concept of a poof, but there you go. We needed a corner unit for our TV room. We got a lot more than I'd bargained for, but hey. It's all very well, the lovely Anne, buying these things, but someone has to go and pick them up, and you know who that person is. Of course, I don't mind. It's for the greater good and I have a jeep, which is a big boot, especially when you can put the back seats down, so it was natural that I should toodle along to Sudbrook to hand over the cash and cart the settees home. Of course, when the settees were delivered in the first place, they were probably on the back of a lorry. I think the bloke we were buying it off expected us to be turning up at least in a white van. No, no, no. The jeep will be fine. It did take four trips. Sudbrook is just down the road, really, so it shouldn't have been a problem on a Saturday morning. On this occasion, however, there must have been an accident at Langworth, so the queues of traffic were horrendous. The accident must have just happened when we made the first trip, because on that occasion, the tailback was just to the Cherry Tree Cafe junction where we were turning off. The subsequent three trips, we went the long way round and came in from the Dunholm direction. It avoided the queuing traffic, but took a lot longer. The four trips took up all of Saturday morning. In fact... The corner unit, two-seater and poof, took up all the TV room and some of the living room because we hadn't yet disposed of the incumbent furniture. Anyway, that was Sudbrook. We were happy with the deal. The settees looked good in the TV room and there is now room for all six of us to sit in there watching the box. There you go. You know you've made it in life when you've got a,
0: a, a TV room, haven't you? A separate TV room. Uh, I mean, you know, I've just got a, a lounge. Treff has a TV room. Uh, So if you want to hear more uh, and see more from a man that has a TV room then go to Philosopher on tap.com Lincoln A to Z Now uh, Johnny let's let's look to the future shall we let's not look into the past anymore let's look to the future Um, where are we going to be going next week now I think we're we're both very excited about next week aren't we Yeah next week is K8 which is
3: the Common, very much uh, my stamping ground and we're going to have a guest in the studio K8 how
0: close is that Johnny to K9 K8 (laughs) It's beautiful actually I know I know know. I'm starting I'm I'm starting to think I should have gone for that job in commercial radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, guest. Who is going to be our guest?
3: It's uh, my greyhound, my pet greyhound, Albert, yeah. um, who's uh, yeah, a very dignified gentleman. Uh, for slightly advancing years now, he's, he's, how old is he now? I think he's nine now. Which uh, What's that in dog years? What's seven times nine? Come on, come on, seven times nine. <laughs> seven. Whatever that is, that's how old he is. That's so. not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> with the
0: calculator generation, they gave me a scientific calculator and then I just gave up. Uh, Yeah, so we'll we'll find out what Albert's going to say to us next week. Uh, Does he make many noises? He rarely barks, doesn't he? The one thing I know about Albert is he rarely barks.
3: No, no, most of the noises come out the other end. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, if we're lucky, we'll get a microphone up to that. But, um, no, we're not going to hear any barking, I'm afraid.
0: That's truth. Okay, now that's going to be that for another week. Uh, That's your lot. Thanks to Joe and Treff for their contributions. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. This has been a Joe Schmo production for Siren FM.